So some of my best conversations actually take place when I am traveling in my car. Some of my greatest ideals pop up in my head when I am on the road. I always laugh that I think my brain only works when I am traveling. It's like my brain is traveling too. And because of that, I decided to create this show. This is Inside the Whip Podcast and I am your host, Chloe Elam. I am so thankful that you have subscribed and chosen to ride with me week in and week out as we have some deep conversations as i share my honest thoughts with you some transparent stories the highs and lows of daily living so much more but what is most important to me is i'm even going to be open enough to share my talks with god with you And I'm not just talking about prayers or thanking God for being so good. I'm talking about the moments that I am afraid and that I doubt and that I have to ask, God, where are you? I'm going to share that with you as well, hoping to inspire and motivate each and every one of you that has chosen to join me on on this journey. Now listen, if you have some friends or some family members that are riding in the car with you right now as you're listening and they're trying to figure out what are you listening to, I double dog dare you. I don't just dare you, but I double dog dare you to grab their phones, go to the apps, type in Inside the Whip podcast, download it for them, subscribe for them, give it back to them, and then weekly send them a message to tell them you don't want to miss the new episode. It's up, so go listen to it. I hope you enjoy the ride. What's up, everybody? Um, Today has been a good day for me to sit and reflect. I listened to... um, a lot of different sermons. Uh, I didn't go to work today. Um, still working and trying to um, make sure that I have my ducks in a row before I depart and take on this entrepreneur lifestyle. Uh, because I feel like that God is calling me to be more authentic and open about what he has done in my life um, in such a way that if I believe and trust in what I've seen and what the Holy Spirit has allowed me to um, hear and understand then it's not necessary Uh, for me to work for somebody else when um, ultimately I'll be walking in my purpose um, that God created me for. So y'all continue to pray for me um, as as I seek to move in that direction uh so today i i kind of have been trying to look over my life 
and just think about the things that God has did for me. And while I was doing that, I was like, okay, here's another opportunity for me to uh, kind of share my thoughts, um, share my stories. So I was like, why not jump inside of uh, the, the car? And I let these thoughts unravel themselves and also allow people to kind of see where I am. So um, not many notes, just um, I, I got a, a, a overshadow of them, but not nothing too deep. Just kind of want to see where the Holy Spirit leads me and hope that it motivates, inspires you. Um, but more than anything, gives you a reason to... Uh, plug God into your life um, in maybe areas that you don't feel like you are allowing him to be the connection for you. Um, so, yeah, um, this episode I titled um, Restored by Him for Him because I feel like at 31 years old, God has ultimately been um, restoring me. Um, and when we look in the Bible and, and, um, I'm not a scholar at all, but when we look at different stories, um, we see God, uh, does a lot of, uh, restoration, um, for people. We see him restoring, um, sight to the blind. Um, we see him giving, um, land back to um the people that he that he has stripped it away from um for whatever reason but when they find the faith of in him and when they are being obedient uh, when their obedience is higher than than their questions we see god giving them things back and for me god has um I'm not necessarily going to say giving me X, Y, and Z, um, but he has given me life in situations where the devil had planned for me to be dead. Um, and I know that when we go to church, we hear that all the time that, you know, um, the devil wanted me dead. Um, if the devil had his way, I would not be standing here. We hear pastors and, and preachers and, 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 um, evangelists and people who stand in front of, um, of the church and, and talk. We hear them all the time tell us that what the devil intended to be my last, God made it my first, or God restored, or he renewed, or God turned it into good. What the devil said would be bad, God turned into good. And as I look back over my life, that sounds churchy, doesn't it? <laughs> but as I look back over my life, I find that more than anything, God has been restoring um, since I was a kid. Honestly, um, I, I, I can honestly say that the older that I've gotten and been able to read scripture and try to find my own understanding, trying to be silent and listen to the Holy Spirit, I know that when the Bible tells us that God knew us while we were in the womb, that 
that is nothing short of the truth i believe that deep down inside of my heart um because of the way that my life has unfolded now i'm not one of those people who's going to act like that um everything bad that has happened to me has been all of the devil has been all satan now don't get me wrong i do believe that he probably applauds and is jumping out of his seat as a fan of um negativity as a fan of sin as a fan of seeing us you know having bad influences on other people when he sees us kind of being a little shaky in our chair um that we're sitting in uh, while we're on this journey trying to get closer to god and look more like him i think that yes of course he is our biggest cheerleader in making us or not making us but in um, recognizing when we're going the wrong way trying to still push us that way but some of the things that has happened in my life is not because the devil um, is just attacking me it's because I have ignored the direction or the way that God has told me to go but I am grateful and thankful and extremely blessed that God even in those moments doesn't stop being God but continues when it gets really rough and it gets really dark to one be the light in my life but when I'm in a storm to be the shelter for me to protect me through it to make sure that I get out to restore me even when before um, the storm came he tried to get me to avoid it and I just chose not to listen um I, I I I honestly I can't thank him enough there's I could go down the list and we could be here for hours of of all the things that God uh, tried to show me and and I I don't want to say that I um flat out have been disobedient my whole entire life um of course um i i've been um um i was born into sin um but at a younger age i think that the reason why maybe i didn't recognize the voice or maybe i didn't recognize the direction or maybe i didn't follow them was because i didn't know him um, and even though he has always been in my corner, he has always looked out for me. He has always made sure that when the devil didn't want me to be able to inhale again that I did, I still didn't know him. Uh, I think sometimes we have to recognize that when people don't have a relationship with God, um, we can't be attacking them for not doing what we would do now that we know God. Um, and so I think that that has been a, a, a lesson for me um, in, in getting to know him more is that a lot of times, a lot of times, <laughs> I, I was going to try and fix it, but I'm, I'm not even going to do that. A lot of times when I ask God for forgiveness, and I know that his word says that that when I repent, that he throws all of that into the seas and, and no longer looks at it again, a lot of times I can't forgive myself. And so when I don't forgive myself, even when it's way back when, when I didn't even know him, knew of him, but didn't know him, 
um i i've been living on that 31 years old and still blaming my stu- myself for stuff that happened at eight when i didn't know god i knew of him because my grandmother and grandfather dragged us to church or because my mother set us in a church because that's what her mother did because my grandmother had prayed for me so I knew hey I pray for my food I pray when I lay down asking God to wake me back up and in the morning I pray again thanking him for letting me see another day but I still didn't know God I just knew of him Um, and so I, I hope that even if you're an adult now and don't have that relationship with him that from this episode you um can can really sit there and and say you know you may be 40 and you don't know god but you know of him it's not too late to build that relationship with him to allow the holy spirit to come in and and to allow him to um help you in getting to know the creator of all things and the one person that will love you when nobody else will there will be a friend when there's no friend to find that will stick closer to you really than family um it's never too late to build that relationship with god and my prayer is that if you feel like you're disconnected that you have somebody that is close to you that you know that you can go to and honestly just say listen I'm disconnected from God. He keeps on saving me. And I know that it has to be him because who else would? Um, But I need to be plugged um, in. I need to plug God into my life. But I really don't know how. I I pray that you find that person that you can go to that can can get you started on your journey, um, on, on your new life with walking while God is plugged into you. Instead of always knowing that he is the source, he is the connection and not being able to use it. But as I speak um, openly and honest uh, for myself and talking about being restored by him, for him, um, there there are some things that has happened in my life. Um, A lot of you, if you have or um, have not, I'm going to plug this in real quick. In my book, A Bende Won't Do, I talk about one of the times that um, God restored me. Um, he restored me. And at this age, at, at nine years old, I, I don't think I was, I realized because I don't think I knew him um, that he was uh, keeping me. Um, at nine years old, I was a, a kid who, um, on, on certain days and certain weeks and more than one time as my mother worked three jobs and I had to stay with a family member was sexually abused, um, was raped by, by a family member and God kept me, um, I'm 31 years old and it's still something that hinders some of my relationships when I am courting, (laughs) when I'm dating. It's something that, that really, uh, still is a trauma in my life. There are certain things that as much as I pray, um, as hard as I cry, that, um, as much as I ask for things to just, uh, be erased from my memory they still come up Uh, I I won't lie to you all because I don't know why I've prayed 
about this situation, but I know that God has a reason why he does everything. He has a reason for what he gives and a reason for what he doesn't allow and a reason for what he takes away. And so at 31 years old, I am realizing now that I need to find a way to pay attention to what he is trying to get me to learn and understand, apply that to my life and continue to keep moving. But at nine years old, nobody but God, nobody but his son could keep me, um, especially from myself afterwards. Um, I was nine years old when, when it was going on. I I don't really have a memory of how long it went on. Um, I know that the occasions uh, happen more than once. I could tell you probably more than five times, but I can't tell you the years. I can't tell you if when I was 11 it was still going on. What I can tell you is when I was a freshman in high school is when my family first found out. So from nine till, uh, what, 14 years old, I had hoarded – this pain I had to carry it inside of my heart of my little body of my mind but I had blamed myself more than I had blamed the person that did it um I had not been praying for God to fix this situation because actually I just thought this was this was my life this was what's supposed to happen that I had did something so bad that this was my punishment and so I lived with that pain I lived with that horror I lived with that trauma and still do today as far as as the trauma sometimes it haunts me so bad that in dating I don't even want to hold your hand people who um who see me, who, who are meeting me, um, especially women, you know, we're just touchy feely, uh, creatures, um, come up to me. And when they are connected with God, I know quickly because I'm not a hugger. And instead of them hugging me, like they do my friends that stand around me, they shake my hand or they give me that hug where they grab you by your shoulders and lean you and just kind of squeeze you for, for a moment because they, they 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 have a connection with God and they recognize I think it's because of the facial expressions that I have when they're hugging um my friends or the people that I'm with but I have have learned that the Holy Spirit has been keeping me that God has been keeping me that even though we grow when we are uncomfortable that is still one of the things that causes a trauma that causes a flashback to post to come up in my head and I thank God because I I don't like to be um squaws tight I don't like to be up under um what I feel like is um um a trap I can't get out I, I don't like any of those things but at nine years old um until I was a freshman in high school going through uh, what I would call I guess you could say just emotionally and mentally uh abuse to myself because I just didn't understand God kept me who else can keep you in a situation like that when every Thanksgiving every Christmas every Mother's Day every birthday that is that is big in your family your grandmother's birthday and and everybody gets together because now granny is turning 67 and you have to look at the person that you still have questions as to why who else can keep you when you're going through those things but God and so I feel like at a young age God even though I wasn't aware and didn't know started to restore me from some things that were going to continue in different um 
different ways in my life were going to um, hinder me. I always feel like that that things have happened to me um, in such a way where God gets my attention. And if he doesn't, I don't think that he makes them happen, but he allows me to go through them so he then can restore me so that I can give him glory. But every moment, every opportunity, every chance that I refuse to say, God, I know it was you that kept me. God, I know it's you that restored me. God, I knew and I know that it was you that saved me. Then whatever else happens keeps happening because sometimes if I'm being honest, I'm too prideful to say, that it was God all by himself. Sometimes I'm selfish enough to believe that I helped myself out. It wasn't until mm, I, 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 I kind of had these in, in order. This was the over, overshadow of my notes, but I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. But it wasn't until I was kidnapped where I really realized that, listen, sister, this ain't got nothing to do with what you're capable of doing. It took me a long time to realize that, yes, I watched First 48 um, like it is uh, my religion. Yes, I, I sit and I watch Criminal Minds. But ultimately, when I was scared out of my mind, sitting in front of attorneys preparing for something that I had never had to go through, which was a trial, um, it was the Holy Spirit telling me, listen, God saved your life. He restored you. Um, and he's restoring you through this situation. It's not the storm hasn't even begun yet. So don't think that it's because you're smart. Don't think it's because you've watched this much TV that the reason why you are here is because of that. Because no, it is because God is a good God all of the time. And that he wanted you to understand that it doesn't matter what man tries to do to you when his hands are over your life, then you have nothing to be afraid of and nothing to be worried, um, nothing to be worried about. I, I, I had these notes written down. I had them in order, and the, the order that I had was um, nine years old. I feel like God kept me, uh, which is what what we what we just talked about. I feel like He kept me because there was plenty of times where I just didn't understand. How when I close my eyes, why do I see this person? Why do I have to still see them? Why is it that that I have to pretend to be happy because on the inside my soul is crying out and, and in a way that I don't even know how to answer it myself. I can't dry the tears because I almost feel as if I can't get to them, um, though I can feel and I can see them. Um, but when I was a, a sophomore at Austin Peay State University, um, was when, when I go through my life, I think that is, was another time that I feel like God was trying to get my attention so that I could give him glory. And I missed the opportunity when I was a sophomore, um, at Austin P state university. Um, I was leaving my, my home city of Russellville, Kentucky with one of my friends that I had been friends with in high school that went to the same high school as, as I did. Um, she and I and her boyfriend at the time were getting ready to um, head back to Clarksville, Tennessee, head back to school. Um, we had been home, and I, I honestly, I can't remember if it was a break or not, but um, or which break it was. I know it was a break, but I can't remember which break it was, but I know we were getting ready to head back. We had, you know, stuff that 
we had loaded up in the car and those type of things and she was driving I was just catching a ride and um I remember being mad at my sister us arguing about something and before I got in the car my sister was telling me you know I love you and I was whatever because I was so mad and I, and I didn't say it and I like I, I like I remember feeling a certain type of way as we drove down the road because I didn't say I love you my mom has taught us always to to say those words um, before we depart from each other and when we get off the phone with each other through text messages we do it now my mom sends all four of her kids a message every single night that says good night and I love you and it's personal it's never you in a group it's always one by one um, but we we've always been taught that since we were we were kids is that you you tell your family you tell the people that you're leaving you tell them you love them we we're not allowed to say bye and so when I say that I get in trouble too but we we've always been taught that we say that every single time we have a conversation sometimes when the conversation goes by so fast and we hang up my sister will text me and say I know you heard me say I love you but this particular moment I was mad and I was upset so I didn't say it and we get into Clarksville Tennessee and we are getting ready to go through a green light but the person on the other side of the road decided that he was in a bigger hurry than anybody else on the road and he wanted to run it and he ran it and when he ran his red light while we were going through our green he smacked straight into us so yes as you can imagine uh wreck happened and i don't remember the wreck i remember him hitting us i remember the glass shattering and the next thing I know, I remember waking up and I was sitting on the ground with um, my back up against the street light pole and EMTs, paramedics um, in my face and sirens and lights were everywhere. And I remember them having a flashlight and flashing it back and forth and asking me, you know, hey, what's your name? How old are you? Do you know what today is? And I remember, you know, being able to know my name, but not being able to know what day it was. I actually think I told them it was a Wednesday, but it was a Sunday. Um, and I just remember them saying, you know, we got to get her to the hospital, um, grab the stretcher. We, we have to get her then. I remember just going in and out. I can't remember the exact the, 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 the date. I can't remember um after the actual collision what happened next all I remember is the glass breaking and the sound of his truck hitting this small Camry and then waking up with everybody in my face with my friend saying I, you're gonna be all right I promise you're gonna be all right I hope you are I'm praying for you. we're coming you know that's that's pretty much all I remember but I said all of that because God saved me like he really saved me um there has been friends of mine who have had wrecks who didn't make it um friends of my friends who had wrecks who didn't make it wrecks that sometimes wasn't even as bad as that but their life was lost but god because he is god and because he has a plan for my life he saved me um, and I realized in that moment that my life was not in my hands. I think up until, you know, that moment I was, I was 
uh, 19, 20 years old, I had just thought, you know, I'm living this life, but this life is mine. I have, I have control of it. It's in my hands. Whatever I want to happen, um, is going to take place. Um, but more than anything from that car wreck, I learned to value relationships. I learned to, um, think about the words that I say last. I'm still one of those people who is brutally honest. A lot of times I have to ask God to forgive me for the way that I say things to some of my friends or people that, that I'm around, but I value the last words that I say to people. Um, most of the time, still not perfect, um, because I am human. Um, but I, I remember when I got to the hospital and, and they woke me back up again. The first thing I asked is where's my sister? I wanted to see her so bad. I wanted them to call my sister that, that, cause she wasn't there. I, I needed them to call, call my sister and everybody just thought, you know, oh, she, she, she's outside, you know, she's outside of her head. She's talking outside of her head. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. Um, God saved me for this moment. And maybe it's not for this, but I need you to call my sister so I can say, I love you back because I didn't. And, and every time something crazy or dramatic happens to me, my family, the people that, that either I've hurt or that I love pop into my head so quickly. And I'm sure that that's not like, you know, um, it's not like it's not normal because I'm sure that it happens for a lot of people, but I needed to talk to her. I needed to tell my sister that I loved her because I was mad about something that amounted to nothing. I didn't say it. And 45 minutes later, I'm in a car wreck that easily could have took my life. But because God needs me and needed me to glorify him in that moment, and I missed it. Um, I'm not here to, to, to make you guys believe, oh, I got it together then because I didn't. I missed it. Um, but I was more thankful than anything that, again, he had not only just kept me, but he saved me. Um, and I was thankful that, that there was no deaths that day that my life was spared and that I had an opportunity to tell my sister, Hey, I love you. Um, and, and in that situation when I could have given God all the glory and I don't mean it like, you know, I wasn't thankful to be alive because I was, but I think in moments like that, God is trying to get us to pay attention to the things that are around us that we can give him glory for um, because he is God. And sometimes we just think that's what he's supposed to be doing. So we don't, we don't do anything at all. So yes, I said, you know, um, God, thank you for keeping me for saving my life. But in moments where I could, um, have conversations with people and need to bring up what God was doing or had done, I skipped those opportunities. And it wasn't until, um, I was, I was kidnapped that I realized that God had something for me and that I needed to try and figure out a way to make what he had for me be about him because it couldn't be about anything else. Um, and when we look at Jeremiah 29 and 11, and I know um, that this was um, a letter that... Uh, Jeremiah wrote to the exiles. Um, but I know that most of you all know that we take Jeremiah 29 and 11 and we, we use it for ourselves. Um, and one of the reasons why I think that we can do that again, I'm not a Bible scholar is because 
for everybody that God had known while you were in the womb. He has a plan for your life. You wasn't just put here just to be here. Science didn't just create you so that you could roam around the world and see everything that you want to see and say this happened. And the reason why this is here is because billions and billions of years ago, um, scientists took this here and they put it with that there and by, voila, boom, bang, bam, the world existed. No, the reason why you are here is because God has a plan for your life. And in Jeremiah 29 and 11, it says, um, through, through verse, um, Jeremiah 29 and 11 through verse 14 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord plans for your well being, not for a disaster to give you a future and a hope. And when I look at that and I think about my life, when I think about these 31 years, when I think about uh, being a kid who was raped, when I think about being a young adult who was in a car wreck, when I think about being an adult who was kidnapped and, and, and had really no way of getting out alive, I realized that God didn't just keep me when I was nine to be kept. He didn't just save me when I was a, a, a young adult going back to college just to save me. But those two things alone was an opportunity for me to give him glory. And I missed them. Even being a kid, I missed it. One, because I didn't know him. But two, because I didn't know how to give anybody glory but myself. I didn't know how to to blame anybody but myself. I didn't know how to thank anybody but myself. Um, he didn't just save me from a car wreck, right? God didn't just save me from a car wreck so I could say, well, I'm still here, still have the opportunity to play basketball. You know, I'm all right, y'all. Thanks for everybody that checked on me. God was saving me so that I could tell people about him because ultimately, while we walk on all of our different journeys, while we move throughout our different purposes, um, while we figure out what our talent is or why we have so many, they're all so that we can glorify God so we can give him his glory. And every time that we don't get to do that or every time that we miss an opportunity to do that, um, we ought to be very grateful and thankful for when God allows another one to come up because it could be our last one. When we had the opportunity to tell somebody about him and, and we did not. But what I realized and what I realize now is that God took a kidnapping that turned my life upside down. And he has been restoring ING me since then. I'm not fully restored yet. Don't know if I ever will be. But what I do know is that for a long time I felt like God's hand over my life was for me but the older that I've gotten I've realized that his hand was actually on me so that I could tell someone else about him so that he is glorified he didn't keep me save me and is not restoring me so that I can look in the mirror and say I made it he did all of those things so I can look in the mirror and say God I am thankful that you have allowed me to make it this long I am thankful that you have placed your hand over my life and you won't let me go God I am thankful that when people drag my name through the dirt you wash me off like nothing has happened God I am thankful that you are so good to me even when I am not good to myself 
myself nor when I even even when I don't acknowledge you God I am thankful that when I feel like that I am on top of the world you don't knock me down but you let me know I am the world and I'm running everything you are just a part of it because I had a plan for you I know the plans for your life from now until you meet me I know the plans for your life because I am life because I created you and I am thankful that God every day is restoring me there are days that I sit and I think like how did I make it and there are days that I sit and I cry trying to figure out why did I make it but I know that God has a purpose he has a plan for me and it is up to me to make sure that I give him the glory that I keep him plugged in because without him I am nothing without him I don't move the same way without him I don't think the same way without him I I, I don't walk in my purpose the same way I have to be connected to him because he is the creator of everything and all things things and without him without him I am nothing who are we without God when we continue to read in Jeremiah he says it says you will call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you is it not great I think it's great um when I started to realize oh I'm getting to know I'm getting to know the person that 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 decided that he wanted to make woman from rib that decided that he wanted to make Adam from dust. Um, isn't it great when you know that you can call on the Lord and he listens to you. He hears you and the answer that he is going to give you may not be the one that you want, but it will be the one that you need. I think that that, that alone is great when you know that when you talk to God, it doesn't feel like you are talking to yourself, but it feels like you are talking to the person that can take everything bad and flip it into good. That can take a bank account that is in negatives and have so much money in it that you don't know what to do. That can take you from being this poor person that nobody knew about to a person that everybody is talking about. I think that it is it is it is great that the things that God can do are really the impossible that we couldn't do for ourselves. And I think that it is so amazing that when we call upon his son and when we call upon God's son's name that he listens to us that he hears us and that he has an answer for us that we couldn't get for ourselves with all the money in the world with all the wisdom in the world we couldn't come up with what God will come up with for us he says when you seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart I will be found by you. I think it's amazing that when I'm looking for God, that he is not in a hide and seek spot that is, that is, that is, that is so good that I won't be able to find him. I think it's great that when I seek him, that he makes himself available for me. Um, and he says, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and places where I banish you, says the Lord. I will restore you to a place from which I deported you from. God has been doing that in my life. I'm sitting here inside of this car and I wish you all could feel what I feel. I wish you could know what I know about the true and living um, son of man I wish you you could understand 
that everything he has done for me he is capable and will do for you i wish you knew that him restoring me now um is is not by accident that this plan that he has for me he had been having it when i was inside of my mother's womb 31 years ago that this didn't just come by a surprise for him he didn't just decide oh today i'm going to start restoring chloe he knew of all the things that was going to happen to me he knew every time that i wasn't going to glorify him he knew when i was going to be prideful and tried to make what he had kept what he had saved what he re had restored about me and he still chose to send his son to a cross to die for those things and to love me the same i'm grateful and i'm thankful that this girl still has the opportunity as we speak to live to glorify god for all of the things that he's doing for me and my prayer my prayer is that you you know that god is restoring you so that you can glorify him so that you can tell somebody else about how good he has been to you about everything that he continues to allow to happen for you and about how much he truly loves you i i just don't know what i would do without him always being there to listen to me when i call i don't know what i would do if i was to seek him and i felt like he just wasn't there i don't know what i would do when i cry out and have tears rolling down my face and have friends and family sitting around me that are really trying to help but they can't dry my tears i don't know what i would do if god didn't dry my tears i don't know what i would do when i call up on his name if i got up and felt the same exact way as i did when i was in desperate need to hear from him every time that i call up on the name of the lord when i come from talking to him oh how i feel so much better i'm not trying to be preachy because i'm not a preacher um i'm not trying to be churchy um like i have all the answers and like i'm a biblical scholar because i am not but what i'm trying to get you to understand is that god is a good god it does not matter how many times you 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 need to call on him He's not going to tell you you being a bugaboo. He ain't going to tell you you're you, you, you draining me. He's not going to say you're getting on my nerves. He ain't going to ignore you. He's not going to leave your little bubble left unread. Every time that you call on him, God is happy that you understand that you can't do this thing called life without him at all. And every time that you need him, he's going to restore you he's restoring you daily every day you have the opportunity to plug god in to any situation in your life why not be connected to the best connector that created the world that created you everything that you see everything that you touch everything that you eat everything that is everything came from god why would you not plug him into your life when he is sitting there waiting for you to do so one of my favorite um scriptures when i when i first started to 
when I first started to um, read, read the word and kind of build a relationship with God outside of what I knew from my grandparents and, and my mother and what I would hear people say at church happened uh, to be Proverbs chapter 3, um, verse 5. Um, and, and it says, it's, it's, it's one of my favorites still as I read the Bible more and, and try to, to unfold some things to have an understanding for myself, not just what my pastor says. I realize that, that I, there's a lot of scriptures that I love, um, because the Holy Spirit is allowing me to understand them. But Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not onto your own understanding and always acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I think that it's important. Um, and I think that's something that we, we need to do more of is to trust in the Lord and not ourselves. Sometimes I put myself up on this pedestal where where I where it almost seems like God has to ask me <laughs> the questions and I get to give him the answers. But if I'm honestly trusting in him and leaning on God for the understanding, if I'm acknowledging him, then then I know that the path that he puts me on won't lead me astray, won't lead me into a place where if it is a war zone, I won't come out victorious because I know if he does lead me that way, he has a plan for my life that is going to make sure that I come out victorious. And it is my duty that I make sure that I glorify him and give him um, all the praises that he deserves for what he has done in my life. So um, I'm grateful again, so thankful that you guys decide to jump inside the wilt with me just to hear my thoughts and, and, and what I think and those things. Um, this, this girl, uh, I'm not going anywhere. Um, when it comes to trying to figure out why God kept me, saved me and is restoring me. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. And I hope that you can sit and you can pay attention that when you are connected to him, everything feels so much better. Everything is much better. Um, and that he's not going to lead you on a path where you don't understand it. Where when you don't understand, he doesn't eventually show you why he did what he did um why he brought you to this place why he's taking you through certain situations when you lean on god he will direct your path in the right way so that you can give him all the glory for doing work in and through you i hope you guys have a great week that when you feel lost when you call on God he's gonna listen to you it doesn't matter how many times you go back and forth through the door because if you're listening to God 
he's going to take care of you. And he has a better plan for you than you have for yourself. I'll see y'all inside the whip next week. This girl ain't going anywhere. I'll run for miles and laws out of where you are. But you see me all alone. He always has his eyes on us, y'all. Maybe I'm the last to know when I fall too far. Always. It's one of my favorite songs, so I thought I would let it play. Until we ride out again. This girl ain't going anywhere. This girl ain't going anywhere. I can promise you this now I know for sure.